Welcome to the Gravitating Toward Your Power podcast, your number one place for fitness, motivation, and inspiration. I'm your host, Austin Gravit from GravFit. All right, welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Austin. We got Nick Chadell. Chalate, sorry. Um, how are you doing today, brother? I just want to thank you so much for coming on. You know, what is it? 11 o'clock your time in Australia right now, Sydney, Australia. I really appreciate you taking the time, brother. No worries, man. Thank you very much for having me on. Look forward to chatting. <laughs> yeah, man. No, so, um, dude, first and foremost, you know, I want to like really go over all your certifications, you know, kind of your story. Um, and just like, dude, you're creating such a massive movement right now. I mean, oh, it's funny. I was looking at your new site, by the way, in the resume. I think you had had one point where it was like 300,000. Now what you're at like 500,000 followers on Instagram. It's freaking, it's growing by the minute. And yeah, the movement is getting up there, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, but first, you know, mainly dude, it's like, it's just amazing to see how real everything is, how authentic your content is and um, you know, how it's really empowering a lot of people. I mean, through all the comments and everything, but you know, I want to read off to everyone listening in like your certifications, you know, I see you got a diploma in nutrition and health and coaching um, was the Institute of What is that? Uh, Integrative nutrition. Was that? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me know if there's any, like if I pronounce anything wrong here, you have a certificate from what um, nutrition was a precision nutrition. That's it. Level one, uh, level yeah. four in personal training, AIF. I think it is master trainer uh, certified and gym, gym instructor, ASCA strength and conditioning level one punch fit boxing instructor punch fit kickboxing instructor EFI kettlebell instructor TRX qualified gravity gravity training instructor dude holy shit you have a lot of <laughs> dude, all, all those things aren't nearly as impressive as they sound I can tell you now more, more often than not those things that just make sure that I'm covered for when I'm actually training people so it's, yeah but it's uh, <laughs> nothing to write home about I promise you that's, it's all good, brother. Most importantly, man, you got eight years of experience. Like that's, you know, a lot of time under your belt, um, you know, and you're very knowledgeable, you know, based off your posts, you know, the, if it fits your macros, I mean, obviously the results show you don't just talk to talk, you know, you have an, an optimum nutrition sponsor, which is huge. Active, active, was it activewear online, better bodies and, uh, you know, workout meals, delivered sponsored athlete. I mean, do you got a quite a resume, <laughs> but, um, dude, you know, I know, like you said, you know, the certifications only mean so much, obviously, like I said, you, you walk the walk as well. Um, you know, explain like your story though, Nick, like I know when you first started out, like you were what, 18, 18 or so. Yeah. Something like that. 18, 19. What do you mean? Like 26, 27 now? I think you are. Yeah. I actually turned uh, 27 next week. Oh, happy, happy early birthday. Yeah, dude. So, um, okay. So what was like the catalyst? Why did you like get into fitness? Like what made you want to like, you know, get into the fitness world? Man, to be honest, uh, you know, originally when I first began, I was just looking for a, a fairly reasonable paying job to, uh, to do whilst I was at uni. Uh, and then somewhere along the lines, I guess the wires crossed and I, I became more interested in the, uh, the training side of things than what I was studying at uni. And, Gradually over time, it just sort of snowballed from there. And uh, once I sort of started to take a, an interest in my own training and my own nutrition, I guess I really started to 
uh, appreciate and enjoy the training and, and the coaching side of things as well. Um, and you know, as I, as I said, man, it's it's just been a big, it, it's been a massive snowball from snowball. there. Yeah, if you uh, if you told me that uh, this is where I'd be eight years ago, <laughs> then, uh, you know, man, I would have laughed. You know, there's there's no chance I would have thought that it would ever turn into this. Let alone that I'd still be personal training and still be coaching and still be involved with the whole sort of fitness and and training thing. Yeah, man. No, it, like you said, dude, it's like amazing how like, you know, you take action in one area and then it's just like one after another, it's that domino, that snowball effect. And it's like, you build this massive movement, man. So I want to commend you for that again. Um, so like, I know that you, looking at like one of the things you had on your, your site, it was like, I want to know like what really is, you know, if you could like phrase it down, you know, what's your mantra, you know, like what's your philosophy on everything with training and like, you know, nutrition. I think the biggest, the biggest aspect of any uh, successful approach to training, approach to nutrition, uh, and to a certain extent, life in general is sustainability. Yeah. For me, uh, certainly, you know, as far as training and nutrition is concerned, if you can't see whatever it is you're doing, or if you can't see yourself doing whatever it is you're doing for a long period of time, then chances are there's probably a better way of going about things. Uh, and the same goes with, with all areas of life, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, if whatever it is you're doing isn't sustainable and, and isn't sort of possible to be done for a long period of time, then chances are it's, it's probably not the ideal solution to whatever the problem is. Uh, so with that in mind, whenever I'm sort of looking at my own programming or whenever I'm working with a client, the goal has to be um, not just how can we create the best possible program, but one that also ties in with the client's schedule and, and the client's lifestyle preferences and, and, and really fits into their life rather than tells them how to lead it. Uh, and in that, and in that way, it's, it's going to make things more possible, uh, from a long-term perspective for them to stick to. Uh, and, and we all know that, yeah, results don't happen overnight. We aren't going to yeah. lose weight or get super shredded or pack on 20 pounds of muscle overnight. It takes time. And, yeah. uh, if you're not following a plan that's going to allow you to stick at it for that duration, then, uh, chances are you're not going to be able to. So, for me, sustainability is, is probably the biggest aspect of it. Um, I know it sort of sounds very holistic in, in its approach, but I think just by looking at the bigger picture and, and figuring out what is going to work best for you in an individual manner, uh, while still remaining within the constraints of science is, is the best way to go about things. Yeah, man, no, that's a sick answer. Like I, you just touched on that, the constraints of science. I really like how you take that scientific perspective and, you know, it's, it, it's go back and like, you know, not just to talk about my, self but like I used to compete as well and like I was on that super clean eating dude and I don't know how I actually came about finding you on social media you know I joined your what was it your newsletter I think it was and then I saw your DUP program and that like it completely flipped my whole like perspective on training so I was like oh, you know what I'll buy it try it out and dude it's like crazy like my strength went up you know I started eating flexibly so I Again, we're going to talk about it in a second, but like, you know, going to that 80 20 law of like 80% clean, 20% like dirty, you know, the junk foods. And like, dude, my physique, like, it took time, like you said, but it transformed. And I was able to actually like not feel like I was a prisoner to my food. Like, that's the biggest thing I think people, you know, it's, it's a problem with fitness is like you have to eat clean, 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 you know, to expect this result. But it's really not the case, you know, you know, you've proven it firsthand. And, with your clients as well. And, you know, so it's just amazing how like 
diet, how it plays such a vital role, but it's like also, you know, you need to have such a sound diet in order to live that lifestyle, like you said. So, um, yeah, man. So what, um, you know, expanding upon like diet, you know, what like really is your philosophy on again, like if it fits your macros, you know, obviously like I kind of said about the 80, 20, but like, could you, you know, add a thing to that you want to add? Sure, man. I, um, if I'm perfectly honest, I, I, I much prefer the term flexible dieting. I think that takes into account yeah. um, a, a more sort of whole approach to nutrition rather than the simple philosophy is of if it fits your macros. Sure. Um, but what we've come to know, you know, if it fits your macros for is, is obviously the ability to eat the foods that maybe you, you crave um, every so often without actually blowing your progress out of the water. For me, I tend to emphasize ensuring you're eating enough good nutrition in hitting your macros uh, without having to necessarily worry about a certain ratio, say 80 to 20. Um, I, I, I tell my clients to, to focus on eating enough sort of fruits and vegetables each day, making sure they're um, eating adequate fiber. And then from there, I really just encourage them to, uh, to enjoy their diet. I find that most people that are new to flexible dieting will obviously push the boundaries uh, initially in terms of how much junk food they can probably eat. <laughs> yeah. But typically I find that's, you know, one of the best learning experiences in itself because it's, it's going to teach you one that you can't eat that stuff if you want, but two, it's also going to show you the, the effects that it can have on, on a whole variety of factors from, you know, strength, performance, training intensity, right through to the effect it has on your hunger. Obviously if you're eating, uh, you know, dedicating the majority of your carbs to pop tarts all day, chances are you're probably not <laughs> too many of them so um it's it's a real educational aspect behind flexible dieting um but so long as as my clients are enjoying their diet they're still focusing on getting enough good uh let's say good nutrition um i'm more than happy to see them eat you know what most would consider to be dirty foods every day if they want um you know i mean I, i know me personally particularly when i'm eating a little bit more food when I'm in the sort of three to four to even 500 grams of carbs per day, mm-hmm. I can tell you now I'm, I'm eating something pretty filthy pretty much every day just to make sure I'm getting calories in. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, for me, it's got to be enjoyable. And um, yeah. I get very little enjoyment from eating a whole bunch of rice or a whole bunch of sweet potato on the occasion. <laughs> absolutely. But uh, man, I'm not going to sit there and chow down it because it's, uh, it's all I can eat. You know, I'd much rather hit a, hit a pizza or a burger or <laughs> yeah. something enjoyable and just get a, a, a side serving of veggies. Yeah, man. No, it's, and that's true, man. It's like you're touching upon like uh, the bulking aspect. It's like you can only get so much fat through clean foods. It's like you have to get that flexible food in, you know, to hit. Because I think like, what would you say, four or 500 grams of carbs? Dude, you're probably, your fat's probably at like 100 grams a day at least, right? Just to. Yeah, I, I stick around there. So what, what is your current you know, split right now, like, what are you like leaning down right now? Are you like bulking a little bit? Are you just like maintaining it? Like, uh, actually, man, I, uh, I made the decision not too long ago to increase my calories and, and, uh, look at improving my lifestyle. To be honest, uh, my physique goals, they're probably not in line with the traditional lifter. Um, to be honest, you know, I've been doing this for quite some time now. I don't, I don't hold any realistic expectations of getting a whole lot bigger. Um, you know, the longer you've been training, the, the harder it becomes to build more and more muscle. Uh, for me, mate, increasing my food is all about improving my lifestyle and, and having added flexibility in what I do. Um, 
up until that point, I'd been fairly lean for quite some time and, and I felt I was getting to a point where uh, even though my diet was flexible through food choice, um, I felt quite restricted uh, in the way that I was still able to eat. Um, I had limited flexibility when it came to eating out or, or catching up with friends and it just became a little bit of a, a little bit of a, uh, I mean, I guess I really started to not quite enjoy it as much. So for me yeah. at the moment, I've increased my calories, but more so that I can enjoy life a little bit more. And um, You may have seen on social media, I'm talking all about the, uh, the lifestyle gains. Yeah. Uh, the moment. This is the life, lifestyle uh, bodybuilding, the ebook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, that's sick. Yeah. Um, so, what is what's your total calories at now? Just out of curiosity. Uh, oh, um, to be honest, <laughs> I, don't, I don't deal in calories anymore, so I'm not quite sure. I'm. Oh, uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at 250 grams of protein, 350 carb, and 100 fat, and then okay. I'll add in like an extra day a week where I'm going up to sort of 450, 500 carb. Nice. So, like, what's your okay? So. What's your outlook on like carb cycling? Like, how do you feel about that? Are you trying to keep it that fixed macro split? No, I'm a huge fan of carb cycling uh, for anything outside of trying to build muscle. Um, I think carb cycling uh, has huge benefits from a flexibility perspective. Um, largely though, it, it just falls in line with personal preference. I'll speak to most of my clients and, and talk to them about how they like to live their life and, and if they need that added flexibility of maybe some higher calories on one, two or three days a week um, and, and how they prefer to eat. Some, some clients prefer to eat the same amount of calories every day. Others prefer to have that flexibility where maybe they want a day on the weekend that they can eat a few more calories so they can go out for a few drinks or uh, go out for a nice meal with their, their partner or, or whatever the case may be. But um, absolutely a huge fan of carb cycling and, and, and that's why I include it myself. You know, I, I like having the option one day a week, um, of being able to go out and go, you know what, I can eat pretty much whatever I want today. Uh, <laughs> still fit it in my macros. Now, maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe I'm fortunate in the fact that I can eat a little bit more than, than most, but at the <laughs> yeah. same time, having a few extra calories on one day of the week or two days of the week just gives you that freedom to eat some foods that you might not be able to eat on a daily basis if your intake was the same each day. Yeah, man, no, that's, that's so true. It's in like the more, you know, it's, it's cool about like what you lift to the more muscle you have over time, you can get away with eating more calories and stuff. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's good. So I'm um, transitioning into like, you know, training now, like obviously I was telling you earlier, you know, the DUP, you know, big on that, you're big on the hypertrophy with the power training as well. So it's kind of like your week, you know, tends to be like the power in the beginning correct me if I'm wrong and like the hypertrophy toward the end of the week, or is it kind of like a, a mixture? Typically it's a mixture. Um, if you're going to incorporate, you know, multiple rep ranges throughout the day, I, I tend to definitely hit your, your heavier movements towards the start of the workout when you're, you're more fresh, but typically, uh, you know, as you mentioned, DP uh, and the strength training that I do involves, you know, operating through a wide variety of rep ranges in order to assist with increasing volume over time without, feeling like you've ever been hit by a truck in short. Yeah, the CNS fatigue and stuff. Absolutely. The benefit of, of daily undulating periodization, which is you know, the email course that I put out. You mentioned you, uh, you checked it out. Uh, you know, the benefit of that is, is rather than looking at volume in terms of you know, one session, you know, hitting mm -hmm. chest for one session, you're looking at volume on, on a much broader spectrum. You're looking at it on a, on a weekly or a monthly or even a yearly basis. And, and considering the training that you are doing uh, as if you know, you're just donating 
um, you know, a couple of bucks here and there to a savings account. Over time, that savings account is going to add up. And even though that you might walk out of the gym without feeling like you've absolutely destroyed or blasted one muscle group, over time, that volume is going to consistently add up. And, and without actually feeling like you're so sore you can't train, chances are that volume is going to increase far more rapidly over time. Yeah, man. Just like you said, that, uh, that frequency, the, the compound effect of that, you know, little by little, that adding up over time, just like the savings count, I think that's a good metaphor. You know, and it's like, it's, um, it's crazy because I think it was like for four years, um, I was like lifting super hard. And I used to be sore. My, like, I would do like, you know, the single body part. My chest would be sore for like, like typical, like, you know, a magazine workout. My chest would be sore for like four or five days. And I wonder why my bench couldn't go up. It would actually like plummet down. I'd eat all these calories. So in the whole time, you know, like you said, it's like the CNS fatigue, you know, that central nervous system can only take so much. And um, it's just amazing, dude. It's, it's really amazing how actually less is more beneficial, you know, is actually more. So um, that's cool, you know. So again, like I, one thing I really liked is, um, and I think this is, you know, this is a very powerful thing. A lot of people should know about is the, that RPE scale. I think you had in the program where it was like rate perceived exertion. You know, I think yeah. it's a good way for people to justify how much, like, like you said, like people really, one of the biggest questions I get asked as a coach too, it's like, you know, how much, how, how much should my intensity be during a set? You know, how, how many reps should I have left or, you know, when do I stop? And like, you know, I think that's such a powerful thing is that RPE scale. So, um, again, leading into like, you know, the DUP, can you explain a little bit more about like what progressive overload is and like your perspective? Sure, man. So if we consider volume to be the underlying, uh, force behind making progress or, you know, getting stronger, getting bigger, building and retaining muscle mass, we're talking weight times sets times reps. So basically what we're talking about is, is increasing that over time, progressively overloading or progressively adding more resistance uh, to the, the workload that you're getting through. So essentially just making your muscles work harder and harder over time uh, and forcing them to grow and adapt to a new environment. Yeah, man. And that's like, you know, it's crazy. It's like that's with everyday life. It's in a way, it's like the more you step outside your comfort zone, it's like you gain higher sense of confidence you know and it's like the same principle applying to like with fitness and the progressive overload it's like the more weight you add each set you're going to come back stronger you know going to be tougher you're going to be able to put more weight up so i think that's a very you know interesting principle a lot of people will go into the gym and you know, the eagle will get to them and they're like oh shit i'm gonna throw on you know let's add 50 pounds here you know rather than just going a little bit by little bit you know five ten pounds so um sure. yeah man absolutely so, um, one more thing about training, you know, what's your, like, I know you're not too huge from what I've, I've seen, I guess on cardio, right. Is like, you're not, you know, like what, what's your take on high intensity interval training? Like a little bit of like hit cardio, adding it in like sprints or something per week. Well, I think, I think for the most part, if cardio is necessary, it should probably fall in line with personal preference. A lot of clients despise, uh, interval training or, um, experience relatively high levels of anxiety as a consequence of doing it. So typically I tend to tell them to st stay away from that and, and look at more steady state style options. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of cardio. That's no secret. Um, yeah. It doesn't make it any less essential at times. Um, some people might be lucky enough to be able to get away without doing any cardio and, and getting as lean as they want to be. But from my experience, most people will need to perform a certain level of cardio 
based on how lean they want to get. Yeah. Uh, I, I always try to take a minimalistic approach. Um, you know, the, the more calories you can burn through uh, the process of, of building and maintaining strength, the better, in my opinion, it's going to have a far better impact long-term. You there? Plus, uh, I, t- I tend to find that most people don't really enjoy that as much as lifting. So I always try and start out as low as possible in terms of the, the cardio volume and, and only really add if, if absolutely necessary. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. You know, I, I, that's my approach too, is like, I, I only try to limit like one or two times a week, depending on how, like if I go out, if I get a little bit too flexible as well. So, um, yeah, it's a way of, uh, of reining things back in or, or, um, uh, you know, assisting with uh, sort of manipulating the energy balance for the day or the week. Um, yeah, absolutely. If you've got a, a big meal planned or you end up overeating at one point, you can always add some, add a little bit of cardio in on the occasion to uh, sort of even up the scale. Even it up. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So um, one more, one last thing is I want to ask you actually two, two more questions, but um, you know, what's one thing if you could recommend like, Let's say a guy who's 5'10", we'll say he's 200 pounds, 20% body fat. What's the first thing he should do, you know, in order to, because you don't want to take too many steps at once. You don't want to overwhelm yourself. Like what's one thing he should focus on right now to change his, you know, body, change his physique? Yeah, dude, we're all, uh, we're all individuals. Uh, I think uh, it's really going to come down to personal preference to begin with. Um, I guess more often than not, if you're at, at that level of body fat, you know, chances are most people at that point would want to begin by dieting. Um, <laughs> typically, the advantage there is that typically you can see progress as far as dieting is concerned much more quickly than you can see progress uh, you know, as far as muscle growth Mus- is concerned. Yeah. Um, building muscle takes a long time. Uh, getting leaner tends not to take as long. So, if uh, they're looking to begin, I'd, I'd typically suggest getting to a point where they're feeling comfortable with their appearance um, and then looking at adding slowly from there. Um, I think the biggest thing for anybody just starting out though is consistency, just getting into a consistent routine. Even if it isn't the best possible routine out there, um, you know, the perfect plan is not even close to being perfect if uh, the person trying to follow it can't stick to it. So, yeah, if, uh, you know, anyone starting out just. Yeah. You know, trying to remove any doubt from your mind and at least uh, at the very least just get stuck into something consistently. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, it's crazy you say it because I saw that actually not too long ago, this quote. It was like, and he goes, if you're persistent, you'll get it. If you're consistent, you'll keep it. And it's like, that's so freaking true because there's like so many people that it's like, yeah, I want, you know, when I get that body, I'm just going to like stop, you know, doing everything I'm doing, you know, stop working out, stop eating well. And it's like, you wouldn't go to work and just be like, you know, make a ton of money and be like, all right, I'm done. Let's just, you know, I'm just going to kick back and relax. And like you, you eventually your body would, you know, dege- you would, you know, it would degenerate. You wouldn't, you know, grow, you wouldn't continue to grow and become better. So Absolutely. essentially it's the same thing, man. So, um, but yeah, man, you know, I want to know like, where can everyone reach out to you? Um, actually first and foremost, I want to, I want to acknowledge you again, you know, kind of transition to a wrap up right now. I want to acknowledge you again for coming on, Nick. I really appreciate your time. No worries, man. You know, happy to yeah, chat. man. I know, I know it's like what, 14 hours ahead out there. It's bright daylight. It's black, you know, dark out here, but uh, yeah, man, like 
where can everyone go right now um, if they want to check you like your stuff out? Like, what's the number one source? Your Instagram, or where do they? Where should they check you out? Yeah, I think Instagram or Facebook is probably the number one port of call. Uh, so that's just Nick Cheadle Fitness on on both. Um, obviously, uh, one word on Instagram, three words on Facebook. Um, you can also sign up for my uh, my free newsletter, which is just uh, nickcheadlefitness.com. Uh, if you go to my, my website, which has just recently launched over the last couple of days, uh, there yeah. should be an order pop up for you guys to uh, sign up. You get a free 10-part uh, email series upon doing so. And I promise I don't ever spam anybody and you can always unsubscribe at any time if you uh, find me too annoying. Um, yeah, outside of that, um, you know, more than uh, contactable via email or, or anything like that, you guys can grab all that information on, uh, on my Instagram, same with my Snapchat and, and all that sort of stuff. So more than uh, readily available should you guys need anything. Yeah, man, no, absolutely. I mean, um, just to add to that, your uh, website, dude, looking, looking pretty sick now. I like it, the new, the new facelift. So, But yeah, um, what's actually one more thing. What is, if you want to, what's like the, your number one ebook we were talking about earlier? Was it the, power, life, the lifestyle power build, or the bodybuilding? Yeah, yeah. So Lifestyle Power Building was the last ebook that I released uh, probably about six months or so ago now. Uh, maybe, actually, maybe not quite that long ago. Um, so that is, that is the first ebook I've released uh, in addition to the DUP email course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, uh, I guess the most exciting uh, aspect of uh, my, my business at the moment is that I have a new ebook in the works that is covering flexible dieting or flexible nutrition uh, on, a, on a broader spectrum. Um, on a, on a pretty informative, informative note. So that is going to be dropping within the, the next week or two. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to get Alan Aragon to actually write a foreword for me. So it's uh, sort of been guru approved and, and uh, it's going to be, uh, hopefully it's going to be a big launch. It's, uh, it should sort of help to clear up a lot of myths and um, essentially facilitate the process of dieting and all things nutrition for uh, everybody from the basic lifter to uh, the more advanced athlete. Nice, man. That's awesome. So one more final question. Um, if you can narrow it down to like, you know, Nick, I want to know like, what is your superpower and how is it positively changing the world? What is my superpower? Yeah. My superpower. I don't know. I feel pretty lucky to, uh, to have a fair few people sort of following along and, um, you know, looking in on what I do. So I guess, um, I feel like a little bit of a, you know, in a powerful position, uh, at least, to uh, be able to broadcast to such a wide audience. So I guess uh, with that in mind, I always try and think of, of doing things as, as responsibly as possible. I think in today's day and age, particularly considering the amount of people out there that have such large followings, um, it, it's very uh, easy to get, uh, I guess, lost in the crowd. It's, it's very easy to pick up the wrong information. So I guess... Uh, I guess I try to make sure that my superpower is, is feeding out everybody um, the right stuff because uh, you know, I remember how difficult it was when I first started, how, how many bits of conflicting information that I came across. So if I can uh, look at sort of building an information library on my website and, and helping people with that transition from I have no idea what to do with to I know exactly how to do everything that I need to, then, uh, then I want to be able to do that. Yeah, man. Awesome. Awesome answer, man. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge you again, dude. It's like this movement, this massive movement you created, you stayed super humble, you know, and like just, it's so authentic, so rich, so real, the content you give. Like you said, I think it's really easy, you know, to have 
I've personally seen it on Instagram where people have high followings and they get lost in it, you know, and it's all this status. And I think, you know, it's, it's really sick how you've maintained such a, you know, authentic state and you're delivering, so you're helping people as you do so. So, um, you know, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate all you do for people. So thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Awesome, man. Take care. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to the first Gravitate Toward Your Power podcast. If you like this first podcast, if you loved hearing Nick Cheadle on today's podcast, please, guys, make sure to share with a friend. Make sure to just share with someone you think that's going to find value to this or get inspired by it. Anything you do, we absolutely love. So thank you so much, guys, you know, for helping out with this fitness movement. I want to appreciate, I just want to say thanks again so much. We are creating a huge movement one step at a time. And this is the first start to it with the new podcast. So take care guys. Enjoy the rest of your day and stay tuned for the next podcast.